Welcome to Re-Review, where we watch movies from our past with a perspective from today. Your hosts are Matt, Bobby, and Austin, and we love the films from our youth, so we're taking a look back to see if they still hold up. It's the spookiest time of the year, and we're continuing our special October movie month where we each select a one Halloween-related movie to re-review. If you missed it, go back and listen to the first episode where we covered the movie Casper. Movie 2 is my, Austin's pick, we're watching The Ring. A randomizer is going to pick our fourth movie while the fifth and final film will be revealed before October 31st. The Ring was released in 2002, directed by Gore Verbinski. It stars Naomi Watts, Martin Henderson, and Brian Cox. This movie tells us to be kind and rewind. Now, this is a fair warning. We're spoiling a 20-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, we will be revealing key plot points. Kind of want to kick this one off with a, a fun thing called marketing. I am not a horror movie watcher, scary film watcher. We're doing a Halloween month, and I think both Matt and Bobby know how much I do not enjoy watching scary films. Just not something I want to participate in. I don't like having nightmares. I get incepted very quickly with these things. Um, Way back before this movie was released, there's a time, I think, in everyone's life when they stay up really late at night. Maybe, I don't know, watching MTV till 2, 3 in the morning because, I don't know, you're maybe out of high school, just in early college days, and that's what you do. There's nothing else going on. So lots of MTV and and plenty of commercials. Uh, I remember very distinctly being up late at night watching MTV and uh, all of a sudden just having the screen cut to black and this video plays. And... I'm watching it and I see like a fly. I see all this really weird imagery and I'm sitting there going like, what the hell is happening on my TV? And it cuts off and it just is, it goes back to regular programming. And I say to myself, did the devil just come into my house? I was fully convinced some, something insane happened. And I would say, keep in mind, this had to have been, I feel like, six to seven months before this movie came out. And so their marketing team, I feel like are geniuses because they convinced someone, me, who to this day doesn't want to watch scary movies back then, definitely didn't want to watch scary movies. When I realized what that was for, that it was for this movie, The Ring, I said, I have to go give them money and go watch this in the theaters, even though it's going to scare the hell out of me. I absolutely have to do it. And I just was so floored by this team taking the concept of the film and doing it in such a way to creep people like me out that I had to give them the money. In fact, they went as far as to actually make videos and throw these things on people's car windshields on the under seats at movie theaters just to mess with people when we all still had VHSs. It it blows my mind that they went this far, and I don't even know if someone's doing things like that today for horror films that are coming out, but it was enough to make me say, you get my hard-earned money when tickets were, you know, what, four bucks (laughs) way back when. I'm going to go watch this movie, and it scared the hell out of me 20 years ago. It scared the hell out of me. I feel like they can get sued. Somebody has a heart attack. No, you think that? Someone who's gonna have a heart attack shouldn't be up that late. <laughs> I think I think they would honestly take the hit though, because man, what kind of marketing would that be to be it killed somebody? That's how scary it is. <laughs> they would totally just take the hit on that, I think. So it, it it's a very interesting thing to look back on this knowing that 
this was such a marketing stunt that got me into watching a movie like this, something that I would never sign up for. So now you know mine. Like, Matt, when did you first watch this film? Mm, I didn't watch it in theaters. Um, I think I actually watched it because I saw the original, the 1998 Japanese movie. I had got it from Blockbuster Video, or maybe it was Hollywood Video at the time, and I had watched it. Um, and then I had heard about this version. I remember for the longest time I got this one and Grudge mixed up for the longest mm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. They're very similar-ish concepts and the whole J-horror being remade in America type thing. But I I didn't get to see any of that marketing. I think I remember that kind of marketing level of commitment back when Blair Witch came out because I did see that in theaters. And I do remember them putting a lot of effort to it. I think for that one, it was more about the realism aspect that they tried to sell back then that it was actual real and they found the footage and you know back then that was such a new thing the idea of found footage that i think a lot of people honestly went into it believing that it was myself included i think i was 16 at the time like it was my first rated r movie going into it um this one i might have seen actually afterwards if i remember correctly um i do think that the the level of marketing that you're talking about is something you don't really see as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like they they put like the digital amount into it. Like they'll put mm-hmm. they'll put the Instagram posts. They'll they'll do like the 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 uh, the creative as you're swiping up your feed. They'll make it look like it's something else, and Samara will pop out of you know a, a, a video mm-hmm. about a kitten or something. You know, <laughs> um, but. I don't think you'd ever see that level of marketing these days. Like I, I remember the nineties was all about that kind of viral marketing before mm-hmm. viral was really a word. I think, I think this definitely feels like we're shaking our fists at the sky because, uh, you're, we're so digital now. This works a lot better with physical media Yeah, to kind of, to kind of do stuff like that. Bobby, when did you first watch it? I was not having any of this in theater, so I watched it <laughs> when it was on HBO or Showtime. So I watched it in chunks. Like, oh, I'd catch a part of it. And then, <laughs> Wait, you know, what? No, I didn't even watch it the entire thing in a row. Like, they, so, you know, those what? those channels would just play things over and over and yeah, over they, again. Yeah, they I'd play like, them okay, repeatedly. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just take the second half here and... So is this, this your first time watching here. it all the way through? Yeah, it was actually, oh. yes. That's amazing. I'm glad to know. I and maybe I feel wait, what's your horror horror movie horror movie record here, Bobby? Like, are you signing up for these type of films generally? Uh, not particularly. They make me too uncomfortable. And this is why Halloween month is the thing we had to do. But I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of why I enjoy movies in general though is because you can get an emotion out of those kinds of things and so mm-hmm. it would seem like i would be all for this kind of thing but yeah nope 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 yeah i mean we could definitely get into the the aspect of why we do this and, and re-review this film it's odd 20 years on how much i felt like this was a very much in your head messing with you type of movie and now I'm kind of going, maybe I could challenge myself with one of Matt's scary films. 
I said that. I don't mean that, Matt. Don't make me watch the the stuff that you watch. Please don't make me watch that. I mean this this movie definitely wasn't like on the gory like slasher side of things. It was more like the psychological, like spiritual kind of mm-hmm. drama, scary, which like is arguably to me a little bit more scarier than like the the slasher types. Mm-hmm. You know, that, especially yeah, as as like a big dude, I kind of think like, oh well, like maybe I can like. I mean, I can't, but maybe in my head, I think, I, think, <laughs> I love hey, where maybe, this is going. I think maybe I can like, you know, take on a dude trying to, trying to hit me with a knife or whatever. But I love your like... perspective is I can take Jason, but I can't take the spiritual creature crawling out of the TV. Right. Yeah. There's, there's just a little bit more to that. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I think that's kind of the, the biggest change here for me is in terms of, and that's probably just getting older. I didn't find it as scary as I did. And, you know, it's, it's one of those where maybe because I, I remember it enough, even though it did feel like I was watching it again for the first time, cause it has been so long. Um, those moments where there were the little bit of jump scares, I think, and maybe y'all can agree. We, we hit a lot of kind of frustrating story beats in terms of how they approached, I guess, building this world that they were in. Um, this movie opens with two girls who are having a sleepover and they introduce really the core product of this movie, which is a VHS tape. And they tell us about a story of watching a tape that, you know, you watch it and you get a phone call and it tells you you die in seven days. And, and okay, that's kind of an interesting thing. And we turn it into like a detective story from there, but we'll get into that. How did you feel about this whole tape thing? I I actually feel like the one thing that this movie did well personally is, and I don't know if I can give it credit to this versus the original, because obviously the original and then the original TV series movie and then the, the novel at the very beginning had the same setup. It did what you really should do when you do a prologue like this. Whenever you begin a movie, you should set up what the world is. So they very much set up with the premise of what the tape was, what the consequences of the tape was. And it, still played into um, the overall story because you could very easily have done this and it'd be a disconnected thing. But the fact that it turned out that the girl who died was the niece of the lead actress in this connected it in a way that you could, you know, it, it actually had meaning, right? It's it's very easy for a scary movie. Like a, a scream is a good example, right? It sets up kind of the world, but at the end of the day, like the person who died had really nothing to do with the main characters. They just kind of went to the same school. Uh, Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore, yeah. Like, they weren't friends with her. They weren't, like, you know, related. It it was just kind of a vague connection that they just happened to go to the same school. This case, it was very personal for for Naomi Watts' character, which I'm blanking on what her name is now. Rachel. Rachel. As much as her son called her, you think I'd remember that. Um, so, you know, it, it does, it does what a prologue should really do. It sets up the world, it sets up the consequences and it sets up the stakes for the actual lead character so that they're connected to the story. And it actually drives the plot along. I just think that it was the investigation part of it that was kind of the, you know, dra- you know, dragging through the mud, basically. Like it wasn't interesting enough and didn't have enough scares along the process because who were you going to kill? Like, I think in a movie like this, you have to kill people where something mm-hmm. has to happen regularly enough that keeps you scared. Um, I know you guys haven't seen it, but Sinister is a good example. They're not constantly killing somebody, but there's a scare that happens every 
10 to 15 minutes that relates to the story. And that doesn't really happen in this movie, unfortunately, at least I didn't think so. No, I'd agree. I don't, I don't think it did. I mean, we're looking at one of the first things I think we all noticed was uh, Rachel Naomi Watts's character is really starting this investigation and she's putting the puzzle pieces together. But I think the first thing I said was, wait, how did no one not notice that all these teens who originally died together were all friends? That seems a little suspect. It's like those scenes in movies where like you start wondering if like the town's in on it or something like that. Like there's no, or what was it? Hot fuzz. But like all these people started vanishing. It's like, Oh no, it's just, they moved on. They, you know, they retired or, you know, like for the greater good, for the greater good. So like, to me, like I, I get it. Like that, that's the, you would think that people would start putting some two and twos together or whatever, mm-hmm. but apparently no mm-hmm. one cared enough. So I do want to find out, cause I think Matt, you, you, you worked in a video store back in the day, Bobby, uh, are you I, taking I've been, a random I've been to a video store? <laughs> oh, you've been thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> like I've stepped in one of those relics of the past. It hurts um, that some people haven't. <laughs> I know it, it does. Would you take Bobby? Would you take a random VHS unlabeled and try to watch it? No, probably not. I'd probably ba- break the tab and record over it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just wants a tape. What are you recording? Something on TV? Oh my gosh. Yeah, sports. A basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think Jordan is playing. This is more important than whatever was on this tape. <laughs> Matt, are you watching the random VHS? I have, and I regretted it because I did work in a Hollywood video. Yeah. Uh-oh. And... There was a tape that wasn't labeled that dropped off and we waited until the end of the day. And I don't know if you remember this, but like there, there would always be TVs around Hollywood videos and blockbusters showing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we popped it into that because that's the only way you could really oh, watch no. something. Uh-huh. And it was adult as you can imagine. It turned out to be. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it was in the most random. I think it was in like an Anastasia clamshell or whatever. So like it like it was in the completely wrong thing. So too bad it wasn't like be kind rewind and they just made their own that would be great. movie. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I was prepared for that, Matt. That is that is fantastic. So he it's good to know Matt would take the risk on a random wayward VHS. Probably means you'd probably do it on a random wayward DVD. I mean, as maybe well, I'd right? fast forward through it, but as soon as it looks super creepy, I'd turn it off. Okay, so that that sets the premise here. I think we asked this question: What is our um, expectancy of video watching here? Because I think the first time we saw the characters watch the video a second time, I said, "Wait, does this mean it uh, exponentially like shortens the amount of time they have to live? Like if they watch it more than once?" So, what's what's happening here? That was kind of vague. There was some vagueness in the logic of it, and. You're right. We had a lot of questions about the, you know, one, like, is it rewinding itself each time? Like what happens if you put it in, but it was already at the end. Are you okay? That's why there's like no time code. It automatically rewinds itself. I know that's the technological aspect. Like if you know too much about it, like, wait, that doesn't really add up. But like if, if you pull a Bobby and you only watch the first second, like, do you get 14 days? (laughs) Like, do you have to watch to the end to be marked with the curse to die like at what point is it the chair is it the chair that does it or like at what point in this movie or like if you go to slow motion like 
or is it just as soon as you start watching the first frame, you're, you're mess like, that's it. You're done. Like there's, you're, you're, you might as well just start writing the will now. How, Bobby, how did you feel about the actual, uh, level or the creepiness of the, the, the video itself? Yeah, I mean, the actual video was pretty creepy. They talked about student films or, you know, it was, it was just very weird, all sorts of like, you know, creepy pasta type stuff with various bugs and weird psychological stuff that yeah, it was, it was an uncomfortable video. And if, if it was put on my, my car or whatever, I would completely freak out. You, oh, so the marketing would have gotten to you. I, oh, like you probably would have popped that VHS in. Well, I mean, it's just really weird. And yeah, if if it was really creepy like that, that's just even weirder. Because from what, what I read is that they not only were they putting it on cars, but the, the VHS after you watched it would then like lead you to some, and you're talking about pre-Facebook websites here, lead you to some websites to kind of take you down a rabbit hole of, no, of you I would know, not things that tie to the websites. movie. No. You, you wouldn't look at those websites? No. <laughs> you aren't getting on the uh, the old, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even think, like an uh, not RSS, but those old message boards that everyone would be on, be like, <laughs> I got this VHS on my car. <laughs> my, my AOL chat room. Well, I mean, this kind of ties to, okay, so you'd be sharing that VHS around, which is the big theme of the movie, spoiler alert. Uh, but, you know, we we walk through the processes, and, and I think where I heard both of you very frustrated with the pacing here was that Naomi Watts' character was, was really the person who had to find out everything to really dig into what's really happening here. I mean, me personally, my my biggest qualm about it I think was the fact that it was, again, there wasn't enough quote unquote scares that were happening throughout the process of it, but it was also because it was, it was just another version of exposition. And it was stuff that honestly, I didn't really care about personally. Like it was trying to tell the story of this girl who was, you know, horribly mistreated and ultimately murdered. And like this whole story that was kind of there or whatever. And at the end of the day, there wasn't really a payoff to that aspect because like you would think, okay, like her learning this backstory and then them finding her body. Cause like you would see that, I think in more modern movies where like, if you, you, you found the body and like mm-hmm. you gave it a proper burial or so, you know, something to kind of right the wrong that would fix the problem. But that actually turned out to be the complete opposite thing of what you should do. And it turned out to make things worse. Supposedly you weren't mm-hmm. supposed to help her. The, the little creepy kid said, and um, now there's a, there's a new dude rotting in water. The dad, yeah. I I don't know. I just feel like that to me that wasn't it it just felt cheap in a way and I get it. That's what the original story was. It's not like they came up with it themselves. Mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe some better editing or splicing of story or something might have made it more interesting. It very much like to me the way that it was done was very much a, probably the cheapest way to do it. Mm. Like you only have one real actor at any given time. And a lot of it's just flipping through pages, but like I've seen it done better in, you know, sinister seven, like all these movies where you have an investigation that occurs, but it's much better done. And it keeps you like just enthralled in what's going on as opposed to just being fed information. But these movies came after seven came out before. 
Oh, okay. And Sinister did come out after. This is true. But I I think there's been lots of other investigation type movies where I think it was better done. I just thought some of some of the leaps were just too big. Like the lighthouse? (laughs) Like how she figured out where the lighthouse was? I mean even how she found the tape, like it just like she stumbled on it in a hotel room, like I was early in a cabin or whatever. Like I just thought like how do you get from one point to the other point? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Like, how do you figure out they died from watching a tape? Yeah, I mean, that's that. It, it's hard because you imagine a world where back in the VHS days, you go into a random place and they would have sort of a VHS shared library that, you know, everyone's borrowing from. But you could also imagine that that would be a very creepy library if people are just like bringing their own tapes and, and sharing them along. Um, we'll get to some of the technical stuff because I know we get into this. How did you all feel about the CG? Because I felt a lot of it actually still held up enough to be satisfied with what we saw. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It was it was good enough. I think it was sparing enough that it didn't become so in your face. I feel like if this were a more modern movie, it would be much more egregious, I think. Although the like did, smear thing of the faces in the pictures kind of looked to me like it was too like, much of like like a, like a Photoshop filter. Yeah, like um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the like photo booth thing where you could press click on like swirl or whatever. That was probably like, so hard for them to do back in two thousand two. Come I on, know, man! Probably I know, I know. <laughs> it's like such an easy button click today, and you're like, no, man, that was that was that was ridiculous. Um, I do want to know because the the idea with them kind of being cursed and she has that scene with the horse uh rachel where the horse essentially freaks out and kills itself the question i had in my head was at that point would you try to touch other animals knowing that it could potentially call them to murder maybe you kind of want to find out what's going to happen right i mean like it completely was that just me she's like continuing to do what she's doing like no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. Uh, like, uh, like you're freaking out. Don't worry, things are good. Like, why didn't you realize, like, something's wrong with her and she should just back away? Mm-hmm. Well, how did we feel about, like, the performances of all the actors? I, I know there was a comment definitely about uh, uh, Martin Henderson and the character of Noah being a, a video geek. What, what was the term? What, what was the magazine, Bobby? Yeah, that video, he, uh, she... Naomi Watts Rachel says I don't subscribe to Video Geek magazine and I took personal offense to that because if there was a Video (laughs) Geek magazine I certainly would be trying to find it and probably subscribing to it I mean there was definitely a lot of AV equipment we saw a lot of VHS copying which is which was pretty nice Uh, there was was, was a print screen button that we didn't know could have existed on VHS's (laughs) that was so convenient that I'm pretty sure somebody who did have AV knowledge back in 2002 was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Zoom in enhanced, no. I mean, there's definitely some things that like still creep me out. I One of the moments that just felt so uncomfortable, she's, uh, we, we get to the point where she's discovered all the stuff, yada, yada, yada. They're at the house in the cabin and she finds the well and she falls down the well because a TV bonks her in the head. She has CTE now, whatever, but she's in the water and, um, she raises her hands up and it's just the hair is like in between her fingertips. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like just the feeling of that seems terrible. And then when she drank that water, something else was like stuck in her mouth too. So there's all sorts of creepy hair stuff. 
But we get to that point, right? And I think we all noticed this, that there was still like 17 minutes left in the film. And it felt so much like the resolution. Like I think we we look for the good endings. And at that point, they were definitely presenting us with the good ending that these characters have gone through some stuff and they found the loophole to make sure they don't die from watching the video. And then what happens? It doesn't exactly work out like that. And Matt, you knew there was a twist and you said the original didn't have that? It's... It did have it. Um, we actually kind of saw it actually uh, when we watched a little bit of the original. Um, it did have it, but it was presented in a slightly different way. It still has the same basic setup. I I don't. The one thing that I can't remember is if this movie really did as well of a job establishing why it ended up happening the way that it did. In the original, it very clearly made you know made made sure that you were aware that the way that you were able to avoid the curse was, you know, the old school just passed along, right? That you were supposed to show it to the next person and that person would be cursed and your curse was actually gone at that point. And I don't think they really did that in this as well. Like they try to do almost kind of like a usual suspects, little montage sequence. And I don't think any of it really played into, you know, that logic. It was just a bunch of just random clips. It seemed to me. Um, like little clips of like Samara and the thing talking about how like she likes to hurt people. Um, so you can infer that it didn't matter if you solved the problem or not, got her out of the well. She just was, you know, malicious at that point. She just wanted to hurt people. Um, but they didn't really establish the fact that the, it almost implied that making a copy was the way that you fixed the problem. But really it was you copied and you passed it along. So they're now cursed. Mm -hmm. Like realistically, the easiest way to be like, here goes a tape, watch it and then give it to somebody else. And you're going to be perfectly fine. And we'll just keep doing that until it circles. (laughs) Like that was, that would be the easiest solution to the entire problem. I think just loop it with your friends. (laughs) Yeah. Just pass it in a circle. It'd be perfectly fine. Like, Oh, is it, is it your tape day today? Yeah. It's my tape day today. Actually, would that even work? Could you circle it? Would, would that work? Could you, could you in a, like our group, if I watched it first and then five days later, I gave it to Austin, Austin watched it and five days later, gave it to Bobby. And then five days later, Bobby gave it back to me. Or is Bobby like screwed because he was depending. I think she'd get pissed. Yeah. I think she'd get pissed off and be like, Nope, you're trying to, to." (laughs) she's changing the rules. You're literally creating a, trying to create a loophole here, guys. No, 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 you're all dead. Or, or she'd be like, damn it. I knew it. Someone figured it out. Now, Matt, I think you had a question for us. Potentially. It basically would tie into that aspect. I think of, you know, with the way that it, you know, it ended and everything else, the idea that, you know, I, I think that they could have actually posed it a little bit differently. The moral quandary, because I think the little son might have actually brought it up. Is this going to keep going? Because yeah, essentially, in order to save yeah. yourself, you pass it on to the next person. And it's kind of something right. like if you ever watched Eve, like It Follows, they kind of did the same thing, which is, you know, tag your it and then you're kind of out now. It, it's a moral quandary. Like if you found the tape, you watched the tape and you knew the way to get out of the curse was to give it to the next person knowing that there's a chance that they could die from it, would you do it? Just find mm, the person like, you like the least and then give it to them. Wow. <laughs> but, well, I mean, in that sense, the son was a little bit of a hero because he recognized that and it was almost like he's willing to technically sacrifice themselves to make sure it doesn't pass on in a way. But if you're asking us, um, wow. Would you pass it along to avoid the curse? Do I get to choose who I pass it along to? Yeah. 
Yeah, you you could you could give it to somebody specifically, or you could just There's leave some it. evil people in the world. <laughs> I could I could pick one of them. <laughs> it's probably no one I know directly, but somehow it would get into the hands of some male. I'm, some I'm not going to name names, but just some bad people in the world. <laughs> Literally, the whole world is where I'm going with this. So so you would have no problem with the idea that you could potentially be the result of because like that's the quandary, right? Is like yes, no, that knowing is. that you could be leading to the death of somebody. Like, yeah, I think that some people could very easily justify, like, uh, you know, somebody who, you know, like I said, a very evil person who committed war crimes or, mm-hmm. you know, is a serial killer or, you know, something like that. What like about a terminally ill person who wants to die? Oh, oh man, God. that wow. went dark. Okay. Oh, damn. Yo. Damn. <laughs> damn. I-, I don't know that I was ready for that. Okay. <laughs> this is some weird confessional moment that we should probably just leave alone (laughs) what just happened oh my goodness so we're at the point where we ask the question as always do we do we recommend this film should someone watch this matt what do you think should they still watch this today i think that if you're a classic horror movie buff i think it's worth watching but other than that i don't know if like if you're if you're sitting there for October and you need to watch something that's kind of creepy, go for it. But I don't know if I'd go out of my way for this one. I think that I would go for either The Grudge or one of the other J-horror type movies. You said make it scarier. Bobby, are you telling people to watch this? Make it scarier. <laughs> oh wow, even Bobby's saying make it scarier. No, that is Don't a... ever watch this. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do this kind of thing to yourself. I think this watch, is the first, folks. We gotta don't ever instead. watch this out of Bobby. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm I'll I'll go in the middle. You know what? If you need a if you need a light scare and you haven't seen something like this before and if you're not weathered on horror films, it'll probably get you a little bit. Uh if you are you're going to ask yourself, why, why did I do this to myself? Because there's probably scarier things that I could get into. So as always, thank you for listening. And remember, you could survive down a well all alone for seven days. <laughs>